0: Our patients are the first thing we think of when we begin each day and the last thing we think about when we finish. In that spirit, Hendricks Regional Health, Danville, Indiana proudly presents Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. Taking an infant to get their vaccinations can be just as hard for the parents watching. However, vaccines are a vital part of an infant health. And sleep needs for those infants that are just coming home from the hospital, again, for parents is one of the more confusing and scary parts when you're bringing home a new baby. My guest today is Dr. Beth Summers. She's a pediatric hospitalist at Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Summers. So let's start with vaccinations. What are the vaccinations that newborns get while still in the hospital?
1: Babies that are newly born only actually get one vaccine while they're born uh, um, after birth, and that is the hepatitis B vaccine. Um, It's against the hepatitis B virus, which can cause severe liver disease in babies. Um, Babies that contract the hepatitis B virus during pregnancy or during the laboring process, 90% of infants who get the hepatitis B virus can become chronically ill and, um, there's a one out of four chance of them um, actually uh, dying from the liver disease. So the vaccine, um, the hepatitis B vaccine is very important to give to your newborn right after birth to prevent further uh, liver damage down the road. That's um, pre- preventable with this vaccine. Obstetricians, they test to see if mom has the virus um, while they're pregnant and try to prevent... Um, um, the baby getting um, the virus if mom is hepatitis B positive. If, a hepatite- if mom is hepatitis B positive while she's pregnant, there's we can give the vaccine right after birth and we can give another medicine to prevent uh, the baby from getting liver disease. So this is the only um, vaccine that babies get uh, right after birth. Um, uh, a lot of times we give them um, either tooth sweet, which is Basically, uh, sugar water on a pacifier when we're doing the injection or for moms that are breastfeeding, you know, they can um, soothe their baby by breastfeeding right after an injection if they have any concerns with pain. Uh, Most babies do fine with um, right after the vaccine and don't need any pain medicine afterwards.
0: So mom is tested for hepatitis B while she's pregnant or when she's in labor and delivery?
1: Yeah, she's tested um, while she's pregnant um, and um, during the pregnancy, um, if, she is, if she is found to be positive from this virus, um, then as a pediatrician, we're notified, and we would give the vaccine right, at, right after the birth, and then we would give something called um, immunoglobulin which is basically a medicine that will prevent the virus from affecting the baby. Um, It decreases the risk um, by a lot and prevents them from getting this liver disease and contracting this virus.
0: And Dr. Summers, what do you tell new parents when they say, oh, I've heard about the vaccination schedule for the first year and, and this first week I have to come back? And what do you tell them to soothe their fears about vaccinations and their importance?
1: Well, I can tell you, I, I can see I t- treat a lot of patients that aren't vaccinated and, you know, things that are preventable like pneumonia, meningitis, um, different diarrheal diseases, things that, you know, um, you know we take very for granted. Um, I see those patients in the hospital all the time. So, um, you know, although it seems like children and babies are getting a lot of vaccines, um, they do save lives. And, and this, um, you know, is important. point in fact, you know, with the measles outbreak we had a couple years ago in California, um, those were unvaccinated patients that got measles and spread the disease. So... You know, if we vaccinate, we can prevent these horrible diseases that, you know, they had back in the 20s and 30s when vaccines weren't around. Now, a lot of our grandparents and great-grandparents remember, you know, children that died of either diphtheria or meningitis or pneumonia that was preventable or um, uh, pol- polio were afflicted by polio. So, you know, vaccines are very important. I think in our culture and our society now, we tend to forget about how fortunate we are that we don't see those diseases anymore, but they are starting to come back um, because parents are refusing some vaccines, but they do save lives. And the patients that aren't vaccinated, those are the most likely patients I see in the hospital. Um, You know, for example... Um, if a parent refuses the rotavirus vaccine, which prevents a horrible viral diarrheal illness, um, all the patients that I have treated for severe dehydration and illness from a a diarrheal illness has been unvaccinated. I haven't treated one patient that had a diarrheal illness that was not vaccinated. So vaccines really do save lives, and it saves the cost for the parents in the long term, not only for their child's um, health, But, you know, hospital bills down the road.
0: So now the new parents have had their children vaccinated for hepatitis B, and they're on their way home from the hospital. And those first few weeks are pretty confusing and a little bit scary for parents. Maybe a baby sleeps two hours a night, maybe not, and they cry and then they sleep. And parents just do not know if they can get a newborn on a sleep schedule when they can get that newborn on a sleep schedule, and how to do that. So speak about the importance of a good quality sleep and getting your baby on a sleep schedule.
1: Yeah, sure. No problem. So babies have um, a a couple things in their sleep cycle. They have different stages of sleep. Um, The first stage of sleep is kind of when they first start to fall asleep. It's called drowsiness. They're kind of drowsy, but you can still arouse them. The second stage of sleep is called REM sleep, which is... Um, um you might see when the baby's eyes are closed that their eyes appear to be moving underneath the eyelids, um, and they might um, have, during this um, stage of uh, sleep, uh, the baby might have pauses in their breathing. Um, their breathing is often described as regular and may appear to stop for 5 to 10 seconds. This is called normal periodic breathing of infancy. Um, They should never, the baby's skin color should never change when they have these pauses of breath. Um, And this usually, um, they outgrow this periodic breathing of the newborn within the um, first six months of life. Um, After that stage of sleep, they have a more light sleep where they become Um, have more regular breathing but they're less active and then the last stages of sleep are um, a very deep sleep um, and they may be difficult to arouse. Um, Most babies average sleep um, per 24-hour period including naps um, for the first um, 4 to 12 months of life is anywhere between 12 and 16 hours um, of sleep. Um, Newly born babies they should be awoken every, um, if they're breastfeeding, they should be awoken every three hours because they need that nutrition um, to grow appropriately. And bottle-fed babies could go a little bit longer in between feedings. Usually, they should be wakened up every four hours um, to get the nutrition necessary for their growth. Babies don't start sleeping through the night um, until closer to four to six months of age. Um, babies need, Um, young babies and newly born babies need that nutrition um, throughout the night to um, sustain their growth and make sure they they grow their brains in a healthy fashion. Um, Babies that are um, closer to the six-month period, they tend to then sleep through the night and they do not require that nighttime feeding.
0: Okay, so are are there some signs that we should be aware of of infant sleep issues if they're not sleeping or if they're extra fussy? or Are there any signs you want us to look for?
1: So babies that have excessively cry, cry, um, babies cry for several reasons. One, they just want to be held. They want to be fed or they have a dirty diaper, very rarely do they cry because they're in pain. But if you have a baby that's constantly crying and, you you know, you address those other, you know, the feeding and the holding and the wet diaper issues, um, you know, and then you got to think, is my baby having some kind of she Is she or he trying to tell me something that they might be in pain? Um, and usually colic starts between 1 and 3. Uh, uh, three months of age, and you know if it, that's a baby that's crying more than you know two hours in, a, in um, for a two-hour period at a time, um, several times a day, and you seem to not settle them down. Those are all reasons to call your pediatrician and see if your baby might have colic or something that we can um, we call reflux issues. Um, that usually presents around that age time or between one and two months of age.
0: So then give us some of your best tips in helping your baby to fall asleep and in the last few minutes about reducing the risk for sudden infant death syndrome.
1: Okay, so the, the best way to decrease sudden infant death syndrome, we know that um, sleeping on your back is the safest way to do that. Um, and also on a firm mattress with um, um, uh, just a fitted sheet on it, nothing else in the crib, bassinet, um, that you have and the baby should sleep alone you shouldn't co-sleep with your baby um there is some new recommendations from the American Academy of Pediatrics that recommends keeping your baby in your um um your bedroom up to the first year of life um um possibly um if um at least 6 months and we don't know what the association is but There's a decreased risk of sudden infant death syndrome by as much as 50% um, if you um, have your baby's bassinet or crib in your room, um, in the same room. Uh, Not in the same bed, but in the same room. Um, We don't know why they're... you know, that those babies do better than babies that are put in an isolated room. Also, parents that are uncomfortable with that idea, if it disturbs um, the parent's sleep, having the baby in the same room and they're more comfortable having the baby, you know, watching the baby with a monitor in the room, you know, that is okay. These are things that you can talk to your pediatrician about if you're concerned, you know, what works best for your family unit is is the most important. But the new newest studies that just came out in the last couple months um, says that if you keep your baby in the same room with you um, up to six months of life, um, they tend to decrease sudden infant death syndrome by 50%. Also, You know, talking to your baby, holding your baby, playing your baby some music, soothing music, that's also helpful for getting them to sleep um, if you're having trouble um, or rocking them, um, um, getting them on a a more steady um, schedule for their sleep.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. And for more information, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.